Uh, welcome, guys, to episode number five of the Burnham Brothers podcast. Um, myself, Luke, Cooper, and our youngest son, Gibby's brother, Bodie, um, who's not here with us today. Um, number five is a pretty uh, big deal for us. It's someone who's got a unbelievable resume of uh, accomplishments. So I'll just run through them now before I announce who it is. We've got Gee World Champion for 2004. 2005, 2006, 2008, 2015. Gi World Champion Absolute Division in 06 and 08. No Gi World Champ 2012, weight and absolute. ADCC Champion 2007, 2009. Pan American Champion 2001, 2002, 2005, 2006. I could have gone on, but I thought I'd just limit it to those ones. That record is ridiculous. Welcome, none other than uh, Jean J. Ribeiro. Well, uh, thank you guys uh, for giving me the opportunity to come and uh, speak to such a beautiful audience, which is the, the Australian Jiu-Jitsu community. Uh, first time I was in Australia was 2006. Um, you know, I, I've met, you know, Australian people before, and I remember how similar you guys are from us Brazilians, you know, just uh, very warm, warm people and super fun. Of course, you know, some fosters. But, um, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I fell in love, you know, it's such a, such a beautiful and organized country and I've had so many friends and I'm really happy to be able, you know, to, to speak to your students, uh, to your viewers and, you know, try to, to bring some words of, uh, you know, my experience, you know, with, 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 with too. No, thank you. We really appreciate that. Um, so we'll get into it. How is, uh. How are you and how is life during these uh, strange times that we've got with the COVID-19 lockdown, um, which I imagine you guys are still in lockdown the same as us at the moment? Uh, yeah, this is something very interesting. And we never, we, things are we watching movies, you know, I watch yeah. a lot of movies. So I guess that, that part didn't change. I'm a, I call cinephilus, someone that's like addicted to, to watching TV. That's me. Yes. <laughs> so that, that part didn't really change much. Uh, but it's just, uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty surreal. You know what I mean? Like, um, I was actually in China, uh, in November and, uh, just watching people like at the time there was no, no such things as, you know, what was going on. At least that the, the public didn't know, I guess the authorities knew about yeah. coronavirus, but, uh, yeah, like China is just normal. You know, you walk around, people wear masks. You know, uh, I've been, you know, uh, in, in, in Arabia and you see women wearing burkas where you don't see their faces so it's just like very like uh unusual situations like that such as either religious beliefs or yeah. or, or 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 you know in china which they've been using masks for for, for so long now that thing i know you're actually required to do so it's a very um it's a very uh, odd situation where some of your you know constitutional rights are being taken away from you over yeah. over something that we don't even know Mm-hmm. really what's going on but uh, we do our best you know i think we need to take care uh my uh actually my ex mother-in-law she lives with me she's 65 uh you know i i did i did do a test so um and it was negative of course so we should be positive but like you know antibodies <laughs> but uh but uh uh, myself as a as a normal person didn't change much because of, for the past three years my whole life is pretty much in being airplanes, yeah. uh, traveling and doing consulting for 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 the six days team, mm-hmm. and um, well it just sucks you know because I had a lot I had so much things uh, 
you know, schedule as far as like seminars, uh, the whole world are supposed to be uh, in jiu-jitsu lockdown right now, you know, since the yeah. worlds are supposed to be next weekend. Uh, we had the Grapples Escape, which there's a lot of Australians coming for that. Uh, I had the Euro Tour uh, schedule. I have, uh, you know, a couple of things. I'm opening my own academy. So, uh, you know, that was kind of like going in the process and I had to stop, you know. But uh, I guess we just have to wait, you know. It's, 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 it's a lesson to learn. I think there's a lot of things we, we, we are, uh, you know, learning within this process, you know. As far as learn, learn about ourselves, um, you know, as far as like, you know, like physically speaking, you know, I've been doing my certification in kettlebells. So I've been, you know, throwing kettlebells in the air every day. Uh, I've been stretching more. Uh, my yoga is getting much better. My mobility is getting better. I'm working on, you know, maybe come back to competition at the end of June. That's working on. But I think the thing that's really, I think really believes that it's, it's the biggest thing. It's our minds, you know, how we are working our minds in a situation yeah. of stress. Yeah. And jiu-jitsu is a stress situation, emotion, but now you still, you know. But um, I think the hardest thing for us as human beings is actually make our minds still, you know, when you don't have an exercise. You know, jiu-jitsu is something that you emotion, but then for some reason you're not in tune with the stress inside your body, but the stress that the person is, is, is putting upon you. So I think it's a, it's a phase of very like self-understanding, self-development as, as human beings as a whole. Um, you know, I think uh, keep yourselves entertained, uh, you know, dealing with depression, dealing with some days that you just feel like, man, I just want to shoot me in the head. You know, it's, it's, it's something that, uh, you know, the emotional and the depression was something that was really, was really my concern of my students, you know, to make sure they're happy, to make sure they're not stressed about it. Jobs are being lost. You know, family members are being lost. So I think that part, you know, it's something that really we need, we need really have to cope with. You know, and and, and is the self development something that I think we all of us are 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 benefiting from. And uh, even the memes, you know, say, hey man, I found out there's this girl living in my couch. It's my wife. You know, like all these little <laughs> things. And I think like you know, if you have an issue in your family, you had to deal with. Uh, if you really love your wife or your kids, that's definitely a test right now as far as like kind of like narrowing the, the 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 circle what really matters for you you know what 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 really the things that you really love in your life you know because sometimes life goes so fast and you're like you know like you're a kid in a candy store you know what i mean that's all i want yeah. i want this i want this i want this i want this now you 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 you're you're, you're i would say in a lockdown to like okay what do i really love yeah. what do I really care what do really makes difference for me as 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 a person and I think those are the things that are, that are really cope with it. Then, uh, yeah, my life is pretty much a lockdown. I go from the airplane to my house, to my daughter's, to the academy. I'm still going to the academy. Uh, I do all my conditioning in my own school. I do kettlebells, my mobility. Uh, I am training with the guys. We pretty much, like me, Gustavo, Victor Hugo, we always together anyway. So we just don't teach our students, you know. But I think, you know, in general, I'm living a normal life. I go to the supermarket. I go get my coffee and drive through, but it's what it is. Um, you know, ride my bike. I do, I do, the, I do the maximum as I can to keep myself not insane. So yeah. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate. There's a lot of jujitsu academies that are, they are, you know, struggling. Um, I guess uh, we're gonna learn how not to spend that extra, that extra <laughs> dollar on that jewelry, on the extra watch. You know what I mean? On the extra pizza, you know, the extra ice cream you want to buy. So a lot of those things 
are we going to have to review in our lives? Yeah, I think we'll definitely learn uh, um, from a business owner perspective is how to um, manage our funds better. So next time something like this happens, we won't struggle <laughs> as much. Um, yeah, but but in a sense, you know, it's actually bringing different opportunities. I'm seeing this new this new approach to jujitsu as a, as an opportunity. You know what I mean? Yep. Of course, uh, we don't wanna graduate people, and you know what I mean. People are giving belts online. Like this is stupid. You know, for yeah. me, that's still something that's it's, it's totally against what I think. I think touching and training is the number one. But I think the culture of communication uh, will be a little different, you know? So in a sense, I could be doing a seminar in Australia and I can be teaching class in my academy at the same time, you yeah, know, because yeah. now, like, you know, we have a lot of online online academies such as the BJ Library and, and all the things like that, you know, but I think more of an interaction. I think the interaction, uh, the internet interaction is going gonna, gonna to be a little more valuable yeah. uh, for business owners in that sense. And I think that, that, that like you, you see business such as, you know, the Baja or Grace University, they're huge on online. I think they, they didn't lose much. And I think we have a lot to learn from it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and that's true. Like you guys were um, sort of like the pioneers of online um, things with your library class. I remember when we came there, I think it was on your library class. It was on class. Wednesday night. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was, um, that was new to us. We'd never seen that where you film everything and then post it to your members. That was awesome. So you guys were pretty much the pioneers of that sort of stuff. Yeah. I remember when we started BG library, there was a lot of, uh, I think there's still a lot like specific uh, niche uh, online schools uh, with BG library. Our idea is spread out, you know, uh, of course we, we haven't been brought too many people, uh, to the business because a lot of people are doing their own or they plan to do their own. So that became a little barrier. Uh, we always paid our, our guests, you know. Uh, so our idea is, is just as the name it says, it's a library and use my, my ability to be a neutral person. You know, I have a really good relationship with pretty much every single uh, fighter on earth, uh, you know, and, and just pretty much establish, okay, uh, you know, we have the La Hiva, okay, let's learn about the La Hiva. And then we had the La Hiva in it. Let's learn about Spider Guard. We had Homoloing. Let's learn about Donkey Guard. We had uh, Death Glover in. Let's learn about Heel Hook. So I want to bring every single specialist in each part of the game to one place that everyone can have access to it. And that's what has been our, you know, our main, uh, our main goal. You know, it's been a little harder to keep that monthly. Uh, just because you know the main guys have been traveling so much and now everyone's in lockdown so we, we kept a hold on it um, you know there's a couple of things that we're going to revamp on the website kind of structure a little more we haven't really changed the website uh, in a very long time but uh, there's a lot of good things coming in um, after this this time that we actually have time to to move pieces around and, and make a better experience to our customers yep not cool um, going back on what you said about like people having to uh, find different things in their life to enjoy. I, I think it's kind of interesting, like being in lockdown. Um, before this, a lot of people use jujitsu as like a coping mechanism. Like that's where they went to um, to feel better, to um, let out some steam. But I think a lot of people had to find like a different way to um, cope with like their problems or whatever. And I think that was kind of interesting because I've seen like a lot of people on social media saying like, oh, jujitsu is the only thing I enjoy in my spare time. So they've had to like, find other things which i think is um 
interesting, you know, probably um, for the better because then people aren't going to, they love jujitsu, but they're going to have something else. Um, something I often talk about with, I've spoken about with my coach is like um, sometimes people put too much reliance on jujitsu um, and it's kind of worrying in case if the person gets injured or something, then that I have anything mm-hmm. else to cope with. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, and I take my as my own experience. I think the the reason I love jujitsu so, so much is because I know exactly when I have I have to move away from it, mm-hmm. you know. And a lot of times, uh, there's this big understanding that uh, if I if I don't train one day, I'm gonna lose, you know. And then one thing that I've been learning a lot is about how stress and stress hormones and adrenaline can actually slow down our resting process mm-hmm. and our and our depression. You know, and um, especially people say, oh, it's everyday pojada, you know, but unfortunately, a lot of people are taking home with this idea of the mindset of every day, try to overcome yourself versus every day beating up yourself in the academy, yeah. you know, and I think it, it brings a different perspective because I think jiu-jitsu, uh, they say, oh, jiu-jitsu is a lifestyle, but how do how are you really lifestyling something that's unidimensional? You know, right now I'm bringing to jiu-jitsu mobility, I'm bringing yoga, I'm bringing breathing, you know, meditation. And I think there's way more to be uh, to be added to jiu-jitsu, not just as a technique point of view, but, but as morals also, you know what I mean? As ways to re- really benefit people to get themselves better, you know? And uh, and, and like you said, you know, now, now it's like, oh, you, you, you thought that jiu-jitsu was the, was the love of your life, but no, the first love of your life is yourself. Yes. And I believe, like, I have to make a parallel between, like, relationships and, and jiu-jitsu. It's like uh, when you break up with your girlfriend, I hope you, you don't go through that. <laughs> now they come to you, what am I going to do now? You know, you ruined my life. I say, well, where was your self-love before you decided to love me? You know yeah. what I mean? And, and, I think, and I think that's, uh, that's something that, are, that is uh, interesting. Like, people like, oh, I don't have to stretch. Oh, my jiu-jitsu is good without stretching. I'm like, it's not about getting your jiu-jitsu better. It's getting yourself better. Yeah. You know, it's like everything is related to the next uh, technique that you have to overcome, you know. But sometimes it's like, for me, resting is training, watching TV is training, pick what I read on TV, uh, what I watch on TV is also part of training, meditate. Now I'm huge on mobility. You know, which is interesting because I started to, to, to talk about m- movement in jiu-jitsu for the past two years since I, I, I enjoyed, I joined the Budokan uh, mobility family uh, in Miami with Kim Shane. And of course, I always done Ginastica uh, Natural with Alvaro, where how can I, not doing a kata, but how can I make my movement artistic and also efficient in, in related to a combat situation? You know, and that's not just like as a physical fitness point of view, you know, there's movements that there are like, I would say there are movements that are like therapeutic, there are movements that are, they are fitness, and there are movements that are combat applicable. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I think the fun part now is that, is that everyone is doing it, you know, and I think it's going to create, a, a, I think it's going to create a, a new wave of, of, of methodology for jiu-jitsu where maybe a beginner, you know what I mean? He's going to have to do some sort of mobility until he's actually introduced into fighting, yep. you know? So I think, I think it's going to help a lot of like uh, a lot of business owners to keep students longer, uh, maybe to, you know, spread their, 
their 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 the the variety of of people they're gonna join them you know from women for for older people you know not just into that bjj sports i want to be a champion type of mentality you know so i think it's 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 doing good and i just hope uh people don't get too crazy about you know i don't touch you um it's unfortunately something it is a flu it's a crazier flu everyone everyone's gonna get a flu once in their lifetime and guess what? We are going to get Corona uh, once in our lifetime. You know, hopefully we don't. We are healthy enough, you know, because we train jujitsu, we stretch, we live, we live a good lifestyle. We, um, you know, we eat good because of jujitsu. Now we can defend ourselves and survive in an environment where immunity is going to be, you know, the new the new wealth in, okay. in humankind. Yep. Yep. Um. So what was it like uh, growing up for you in Brazil and then moving to America? Like, what was your teenage years like? And I suppose, um, yeah, growing up, having a brother like uh, Solo, was there good fights over the remote control? <laughs> uh, you want to you wanna make sure I'm a good example for your kid, huh? <laughs> uh, uh, what I, you know, the thing is, um, martial arts have, have, have helped me uh and more as a person they actually like oh gave me discipline gave me this gave me that i think like uh, my family um uh, my father my mother always you know i was growing in a very respectful manner uh so i think that part of martial arts just just came in but of course you know be able to 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 grapple uh and actually be physical with someone else was something that's totally away from my personality you know i've been i'm 39 years old i have never been a street fight yep. i've been in street altercations you know, pushing people away from each other, but not actually have to hurt someone. And that's something I'm, I'm very proud of it. Uh, the yeah. first time I have to fist, the first time I have ever to fist fight for someone, someone, I was paid in Japan. So I'm really <laughs> happy about, about that. Um, well, um, I did judo as a physical education. So I already kind of had martial arts uh, on that way, on that sense, in my, in my, in my, in my, in my blood. Uh, and when I moved to Manaus, I was a little older. When I moved to Manaus, I think I was eight years old. And we used to, to grapple when we had like a problem and like, yeah, you like chest bump each other before <laughs> we actually go into like smack each other, we grapple. So kind of grapple has always been in my, in my blood. And, um, and then there was one day until this kid was in my guard and he squeezed my neck. I didn't know how to put a frame on. I did judo, so everything for me was like hugging, right? Yep. So when a kid come to my guard, I was hugging next. I know he does like, a, you know, a front cervical stuff in my neck, and it hurt me. I was like, shit. And my brother like, hey, uh, you're too, too weak. You know, you should try jiu-jitsu. I'm like, what the heck is jiu-jitsu? Like, what is this? <laughs> so, well, it's what you're doing, but with actually something on you. I'm like, all right, I'll go for it, you know? And uh, I went for it, and, uh, you know, that was like a, that was uh, the Monteiro Academy back in the Amazon. Uh, hot as fuck, super hot. Sorry, sorry, the F word. Um, very hot, very hot, very humid. Uh, the room we train are probably smaller, smaller than my room. Uh, we were like twelve kids, and uh, right away, the first thing that I that I that I felt was was hopeless, because they would put me first. I was like, whoa, this thing here, you know, I'm actually like, you know, cranking someone's shoulders and doing an armor lock. Like, whoa, that's like interesting, you know. I knew how to, you know, do a headlock and throw someone on the ground. That's all I did, you know, throw legs around. I had no really, you know, just judo and it was pretty much. But as a 
four year old. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, yeah. And then actually when I was, I was put in the bottom, I was like, this is insane. What's going on here? Like, I feel useless in this position. So I was interested in like, whoa, because I'm very like, uh, my, my, my brain, like if I, if I, if like this, if a light goes on, I want to know where the light came from, how many wires went to the light. So I, I like to know the process of why things happen. And that's, I think, why I was very, um, you know, I learned jujitsu very easy because I always had this, this ability to, to trust the process of yep. learning jujitsu. Um, and also my curiosity to like why things happen also, you know what I mean? But of course I respect when the, when the teachers say, Hey, just do it. I'm like, okay, I just do it. You know <laughs> what I mean? But, but, but when I, when I had my time to like, Oh, let me think about it. You know what I mean? And, and it made sense for me. Yeah. And growing up was interesting because, uh, you know, I'm from a medium, medium high class uh, in Brazil. So I had no problems, you know, I had a good family, uh, no problems, you know, having food on my table. Uh, I'm very, very blessed for, for, for that opportunity that, you know, life has gave to me. And that was actually something that a lot of kids would like, oh, I'm going to beat up that playboy. So I had to train very hard, yeah. you know, because I knew they wanted to like, and even like one time, one kid just go like this, oh, Sean, you only wins championships because he's rich. I'm like, and that really caught up with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I said, I was like, first of all, I'm not rich. You know what I mean? Define rich, first of all. You know, of course, I'm blessed. I have a family. I have a car that drives me. You know, I have food on my table. Even though I grew up with a, with an eating disorder, I couldn't eat. Oh. Uh, I had I had problems with like texture, smell. If 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 some food smell weird, I would vomit. Uh, I pretty much grow up from my as far as I remember being a human being. <laughs> I only I only ate uh, bean soups, uh-huh. uh, bean soup. The only juice I would drink was like maybe grape, not even grape juice. I was like orange juice, um, uh, tangerine juice, and I ate meat. That's yep. all, that, that's a pretty and bread. That's a, a bread and cheese. It was li- literally just bread, cheese, maybe one or two, three, two types of fruits. Uh, as about it, and bean soup. If yeah. you put rice and bean, if you put rice and beans together, I would like, like, I can't do it. I got beat up a lot to eat, but I'm like, I can't, I can't eat. You know, there's something happening in my childhood. I don't know. Uh, so that's, that's what was my issue in my life. And I, but I still train a lot, four hours a day for many years. Uh, and there was actually a time where jiu-jitsu, whereas Vale Tudo was turned into MMA. So I was growing up in a time that if, if I had a jiu-jitsu shirt and I walk around with a Luta Livre guy, there was a fight. Like, because there's a whole thing about the Gracie Challenge, challenging Luta Livre, which is pretty much submission fighting, submission yeah. wrestling today, yeah. the Nogi, you know. So Nogi was a different martial art than, than Jiu-Jitsu. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was a time where it was very dangerous, you know. It was very dangerous to be in the street sometimes. Uh, you never know. But for some reason, because of the way my energy is, uh, some people did respect me. And by that time, my brother was actually already real. So I started Jiu-Jitsu in 91, uh, March of 91, for uh, March 9th, 1991, I started Jiu-Jitsu in my first class. Oh, yeah. And my brother left, yeah, and my brother left to Rio in, in beginning of 1992 to go to college. So we, we, we spent, you know, not too much time training together, especially because he was a little old, he was he's six years older than me. So that, you know, he was in the bigger mat, I couldn't go in the bigger mat because what happened was the first, first week we're in the new academy 
we were all on the same mat and I was training and this guy fell on my head and cranked my spine and I couldn't breathe. So oh. I was like, I was like this, I could have died right there. Yeah. And the guy cranked my back and then like, I could breathe, you know? It was a bad crank, it was weird. Yeah. And my mom, my, my mom go like, yeah, you can't put kids with adults, blah, 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 blah. And then so we got a different mat. And I said, no, I was forbidden to go in the big <laughs> mat. So, uh, which was actually interesting because I took responsibility of this small mat. So now I'm like 11 year old kid, 10, 11 year old kid teaching all the kids, yeah. you know, and help them teach them like, because in the beginning it was like, upa, hip bump, scissor sweep arm lock. That's all we knew. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like in and, 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 and old school past. That's all we did. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was easy in a sense. So I had always that already that kind of leadership uh, along the way, which made me think about Jiu-Jitsu more. So like I'm, I'm a 12 year old guy in my, in my sense, I just go, Hey, now you're responsible for this small mat since you, your mom made us make another <laughs> mat. I'm like, all right, I get that's what it is. But uh, yeah. And then every Friday we had slap fighting because we did self-defense Fridays. So on Fridays, uh, most on the carnival, we did uh, we had to take the gi off and slap fighting each other for like learning how to fight. You know, it was like palm striking. You could palm strike, you could stomp, you could smack any way you want. You, the only thing you couldn't do was elbow, head, butt, punch, and knees. But you could stomp, and we would do little things like that. The four, like we do like gang stuff. You know what I mean? Like just to train. You know, we'd go like, pa pa pa, defend it, smacks and stuff. And then when time to grapple, we would pick teams. And you'd pick your opponent, and you had to smack fighting him for three minutes. But you had to watch out, because if you just smack fighting, you don't pay attention here, someone could just go and smack you. Oh, so, and, and then they would say, okay, you can go to the ground. So you could t- and then you had to take the guy to the ground and finish him fast so you can help your friend. So, and that's how I grew up learning jiu-jitsu like real real self-defense skill because that was like some 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 of our friends would come home will come to the academy on monday actually like you know they had a fight and someone jumped them so that was kind of like but not like everywhere but that was a, a little phase until like you know got settled in an event and things like this but uh besides training you know i would like just do normal stuff you know just uh go to school do my responsibilities as a young, young man. Um, you know, if I wanted to train, my mom didn't do much. You know, I had to like get my gi get ready. You know, she supported me when when you know, when push comes to shove. Uh, her and my dad were a big support. Um, you know, and then uh, that's pretty much about it. And then I went to, and I joined a military high school, uh, which is just a school but with military uh, stuff on it, and that was pretty cool. Which mingle jiu-jitsu because i was used to that structure of like you know discipline and stand up for like three hours yeah. you know in a formation and things like this and i was like you know play soccer on the street i was always climbing street climbing trees you know going into the little the little little jungles little forests and just go in and get lost and come back five hours later you know <laughs> what i mean barefoot all the time you know climb the trees to get fruits you know, it was a pretty blessed, uh, blessed childhood to have. You know, be able to to mix all that. Uh, my dad owned a 
owned a, like a lumber company, so we had to go. We had to go to the water because they keep the lumber on the water. So yeah. we had like water houses. Like the company had like water houses. We had like barbecues on the weekends. Uh, you know, speed boats and have fun and jump in the Black River. You know, fish piranhas. You know, and, and things <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah, but besides, you know, being you know just Brazil, uh, everything was fun. Uh, a lot of friends. I had a lot of friends. All the different, you know, you know, high society, you know, middle class, yeah. you know, kids that you know would come. They they would you know, like literally some kids once their gi starts sweat was like, a, you know, the little, yeah. you know, that thing when the water that gets like sweat like slippery. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was that was that was that was a fun that was a fun part of my life, you know, growing up in Brazil. And then, um, which is a funny story. Someone gave me an american flag and in my house there was a post it's actually my house there was an american flag <laughs> in it on the top of it, it was so in my mind why did you put that flag there i said no i just like that flag yeah like, <laughs> and that was funny i was like a, a, an american flag on the top of my house you know yep. like waving you know, until one day i was like whoa it was like a year later i'm like oh the flag and i went to me the flag was like all ripped out <laughs> and um and yeah, and then in '99, I was 18 years old. Oh, and then I and then I went to America for the first time in '98. But I went straight to Hawaii. That was my first experience in America. Uh, I didn't spoke English, so uh, well, I didn't really like had that much speaking English. But I went to English school. Uh, was like uh, uh, after I would go to, to school like normal school, and then two times a week I would go to a specific English school to learn English. Yep. And then, uh, and then that helped, you know, because I could like read, I could read, but I was very shy to speak, which is natural because you have to like teach your ears how to listen English. Yeah. And, and that was my first experience with America. And it really amazed me because like, oh, everything works. You know what I mean? I go on the right side of the road. I stop here. They stop the cars. And I really liked it because I like structure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Brazil, sometimes I'll go to a party. People are like cutting lines. You know, you go to the bathroom, the bathroom is men like pee all over, yep. you know, guys are grabbing girls by the elbows and things like that. Yep. Uh, so when I moved, I first moved to, um, and then of course, and I went 98 and then 99, 2000, and I was like, you know, doing seminars with my brother. That's when I moved to America in 2002. Uh, I moved to Ohio, Toledo, Ohio. That's when we, we pretty much, I, you know, the first seed, which at the time was called South Hiberio Jiu-Jitsu Association. Yep. Excuse me. So that was the first really thing. And then it was pretty cool. You know, I got to buy my first car, you know, going to the bank was easy. You know what I mean? You could yeah. just buy, pay my bills online, you know, a phone was like so cheap, you know, and just, I just, I think it just, the, 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 I think the culture, I guess, of our, I wouldn't say bad about Brazil, but a, a more developed countries such as like Australia and America, mm -hmm. I think it, it just fit more my way. Of, of thinking about things, you know what I yeah. mean? And that's why, and that's why moving to America for me wasn't that, 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 that hard because I knew the language. Uh, I'm a, I'm a chameleon and I think my jujitsu speaks for itself. I can adapt to any situation. Yeah. And yeah, there was, there, there was, you know, those days, you know, there'll be a little sad, but uh, pretty much I lived in, in lockdown for, for a good three years because I would just go to the academy, go home, academy, <laughs> go home. Academy, yeah. go home for like years, you know. And but I trained so hard, uh, you know, and I and I developed my game, and I and I and I raised a lot of good athletes and then human beings. 
Yeah, that's um like you training hard. That comes to my next question. Like back in when we went, was that 2015? You said, yeah, yeah. When we went there, you like you were one of our, like I said, one of our idols, and that was our only uh, thing when we went there. We actually went there for Cooper to do the kids' worlds. It was on back those days, um, and our only jiu-jitsu academy that we were going to go to was yours. That's the only one we'd had marked down because that was, you know, that was on mm-hmm. on my bucket list. And we turned up there one day, I think it was a Wednesday through the day, and you were training for Gi Worlds. And we sat there and watched you do a round. I think it was like a 20-minute no, round. It wasn't, it wasn't Gi Worlds, I don't think. It was, I think it was maybe Metamorphos. Yeah, oh, it, it, yeah, it might have been, July. Yeah. yeah, because uh, on 15, I, I hurt my groin in 14 when I was supposed to fight Pena for the Brasileiro, and I was out for six months. Yeah. And uh, if it was... Pants. That was probably something around me negotiating my fight with uh, um, with uh, with Keenan. That's yep. when I fought Keenan. So yep. probably if, if if that was that time, yeah, because that's when I'm like, you know what? Shit, I fought Keenan very well. Might just just jump in the worlds and yeah. have winning. <laughs> now that's that was our first experience to like seeing someone of that level training. Like we watched you do a 20 minute round with this massive dude that was at your academy. Had a beard and it was no gear you were doing. Um, I think, okay. yeah. Yeah. and we watched his role and then you came off the mat and started talking to us um, because we were just there trying to get some information and I just thought Jesus these guys are like killing each other and it just gave us the idea of that next level of training that needs to get to to be mm-hmm. at that level for sure yeah mm-hmm. how was that like your mindset for training for comps and that how do you yeah, how do you approach competition yeah um it's uh, like, like I said, man, some people can say, oh, it's war. Oh, it's this, it's do or die or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, I think I train, like, the thing is, it's still fighting. And I think that's where people are, are, are missing. You know what I mean? I don't train for competition. I train to learn how to be combative. Yeah. So I train every day the same way that I train if I would be in a competition. Uh-huh. The only difference is that I just like, of course, I get, I'll get more specific. So, for example, like when I train, it's training. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not competing every day. I'm not. Imagine if I had to compete with Victor Hugo every day. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna have problems. You know, the guy's 21 years old and I'm 40. Yeah. You know, uh, for me, I always saw training as training. You know, <laughs> I don't have to go crazy. I have to learn something every day. I don't have to beat someone every day. You know, and it's what changes is the mindset. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, there's no more margin for errors, but I have to build my knowledge and my efficiency throughout that process. Like the off season, let's put that way. Yeah. You know, because you can be the most competitive guy, but if your jiu sucks, you're going to suck. Yep. You know, you're not going to win. You know what I mean? Like if you don't like, you have to at least have good jujitsu and be competitive. Right. I wasn't really, the biggest competitive kid at all. I just allow my work to do its work. So, you know, I keep watching like, you know, like I'm, I'm watching like the Michael Jordan thing, how he wanted to win. Winning was the only thing that happened. And and the guy had to struggle for seven years until he won his first championship and ended up winning six. You know, so it I never really stressed about it, first of all. You know, I did my utmost best without ruining my 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 emotions you know what i mean because i 
as far as I know, I still had to go to school. I still had to finish college. You know, I still had all those thoughts, you know. And, and in Brazil, it's not like America that you go to college and do your scholarship and go play in the NFL, whatnot. So I guess for you to really have a competition mindset, you have to really be sure that your jiu-jitsu is good. Yes. And I have always had that in mind. I don't pick training. Whoever trains with me, I'm training. If I'm not on a good day, it is what it is. You know what I mean? I'm going to move. I'm going to be precise, as precise as I can be on that day, because I might be in a bad day, you know, but I'm going to do my best technically to evolve. As an athlete, okay, the tournament's in six weeks. Oh, yeah. Now I turn into an athlete mode because now I'm going to a competition. You know, it's different than being a fighter versus being an athlete. Now I have to be an athlete. Now I have to like, okay, I have to get my conditioning back because, you know, if someone gets me in the side control, if diamond doesn't doesn't work, I'm gonna push in the head out of it. So I'm 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 being I'm 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 gonna be, you know, I'm gonna make things work without being efficient. Do, yes. do you understand? Like yes. like like my point. So I can be effective without being efficient, and that's why conditioning and being an athlete in jujitsu can do for you because you can be effective, you can score the points and win a championship without really being effect- efficient mm-hmm. as far as like the principles of, of fighting, you know? So, and then of course, and I'll go and I'll change my mindset. And, uh, you know, I go to process of volume of training. Okay, volume of training means, you know, do many rounds, you know, get your mind knowing that, okay, I can go the extra mile. You know, I do my conditioning, but of course, I have to be always careful with my, with my rest. And that's something that it has always been in my whole career. Yep. When I go in the day and I feel like, dude, not today, stay home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you want to be, you want to be the best as you can be, even when you're tired. Yes. But if your mind tells you, shit, man, I'm broke. You know what I mean? It's it, because it, it's, it's different when it's like a sport team or something. You know what I mean? Like it's not always on you in a way. But fighting is different, you know what I mean? If you step wrong, you hurt your foot, it's gone. It yep. becomes a chain of everything gets messed up. And yeah. it starts all here. So many days, like, and then, and then we go to the process, and then maybe the other week, you step, up the, you step up the competitiveness in training. You know what I mean? Which meaning, when I'm training, I give you that much gap yep. to play with me. When it's time to go, that's the gap I give to you. You're going to have to force your way in, yeah. you know? So my diamond closes in a little more, I will say that way. And then it goes to a performance week. You know what I mean? That's okay. That's championship week. There's no losing in training. You know what I mean? Because I want to train as hard, put all my strategy in the game, boom, 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 and I'll do my best. Unless I wake up and I say, dude, that's not right. I'll do something that complements it. I'll run, I'll do yoga, I'll do the airdyne, you know, I'll do something that is still a fight, yeah. but not gonna get me hurt. And then, of course, when all of that's done and you say, okay, I'm at my best, you shut that competitive, the competition mode out, you know, and put it, you know, now it's about sharpening up what I'm already good at and sharpening up what are my skills. And then that's when we do shorter rounds, 
you know, high intense, like get my, you know, maybe two, three, five minutes, like, ah, where, where I go a little crazier, you know what I mean? And then, boom, and I can see like my heartbeat going from 180 to 120, 30 seconds. I was like, okay, I'm in shape. All right, slow of partial training. All right, Vitor Hugo, starts in my back, ready, go, boom. All right, uh, Saulo, you know, starts on the mouth. Let's go, go, boom, because now I can put my high conditioning and match my efficiency. Yep. You know what I mean? Without getting too, too stressed about being competitive because I already did it, yep. you know? And then maybe, you know, and then we schedule maybe another one. For example, if, if Worlds would be like next week, my last competitive training would be this Thursday, this past Thursday. But I already have to be kind of like recollecting. So you go a hard week, and you do a recover but build up week where you do like shocks in your body. Mm -hmm. And then I say, okay, tomorrow's performance is hard training, five, 10 minute rounds, as best as you can be. And I go back, oh, and then I can see how much I have increased on my technique and my performance without getting tired yep. because I did volume, I did performance and intensity and go crazy. And then I kind of like build up again my. My issues because sometimes when you go in a really hard week, like like your movement doesn't get sharp anymore because now everyone's in shape. Yeah. So it kind of like it's almost like you teach your body that you can't do something. That's when you pick maybe lower rank guys, you know, to make sure you can move. Now your body, ah, okay, that's escape. So even before I go escape Saulo's mount, I'll pick like fifteen. Blue belts yep, to yep. be very precise. And I, I build up that intensity and say, oh, it's effortless. So the whole idea is to turn this into effortlessness. Yep. You know, and then, of course, the last week, last week's have fun. The brackets comes in. You know, you start to do specific for each person. You know, maybe through injury, you do some physiotherapy. Maybe you study some stuff, but not too much. You know, and now it's time to actually let it go because your essence already knows what you do. You know what I mean? And like I said, study a tape, maybe a technique, maybe something comes up, but without stressing so much. Otherwise now you, you have too much information to deal with where you shouldn't be mindless. Yeah. And I think that's how, that's how I approach competition. It's more like off on, off on, you know what I mean? That's usually how it goes. No, I like that mentality. It's really, um, it's good. That's awesome. Yeah, you can tell, um, like before you were saying, how you really like a structured life. You can tell that really goes through into your training as well. Your training sounds very um, precise and planned out. Well, yeah. Well, I'm 39 years old and yeah. they can't figure out how to beat me. <laughs> <laughs> true. That is true. true. They sweep me, but they don't beat me, you know. And, 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 and even Lovato yesterday, he says timeless jiu-jitsu. You know, it's simple. Yeah, they can't figure it out because it's so simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a black dress is still gonna make a woman hot. <laughs> or or two thousand and one hundredth, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. the fancy, it's not the fancy jewelry she's gonna wear. It's how she you know, how she, you know, makes herself in a little black dress. Yeah. Uh -huh. And my jiu-jitsu is just like a woman's black dress, never got out of shape, never yeah. got out of fashion. And uh and those are the things that uh like the the, 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 the the present modern 
jujitsu ruling is taken away from from what really matters, which is like my ability to survive and kill people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, of course, there's so many great kids. You know, they're, they grow up, they're complete. Like some kids, if they don't pull guard, they lose. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Like special today. You know what I mean? It's like the competition of the fast, fastest, fastest sit down. It's crazy. Like mm-hmm. even the other worlds, I saw two kids like faking, grabbing, and sitting the butts. Like, come on, man. Jiu-Jitsu still take down, pass, control, and finish the guy. Um, but like I said, but unfortunately, it is what it is. Um, you know, even like little rules, like, you know, reaping. I learned Jiu-Jitsu. The first footlock I learned was actually a reap. I would actually finger four my legs to do a footlock as an 11-year-old kid, or actually 10-year-old kid. And that's how I footlock my friends. <laughs> and, 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 and I still have that awareness, you know what I mean? As far as, oh, now, like, and then, and then you create unethical athletes where they fake, oh, see, it's hard to my knee. I say, come on, man, you're not defending? Like, are you for real? Like, your jiu-jitsu is so shitty that you're not defending the rip? Yeah. Like, it makes no sense for me, right? And then uh, and then we have little things like double got pool. I go up. I am awarded for doing my job. Yeah. You, know, you didn't conquer anything. You're supposed to be on the top. Yeah. You didn't do anything. How many fights in jiu-jitsu are won with that pitch advantage? Yeah. It's insane. So pretty much I can win of how many fights I seen like this. Double got pool. I and then I go up, I get, you know, an advantage. I put myself on the 50-50 and now I sit back down. Now I'm losing two points, but I'm winning one advantage. Now I give everything, all the all the kettlebells, lift, lifting, crossfit I did. I go up, I barely hold the guy, and I got two points, and I win the match without doing anything. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. It's ridiculous. And then the UAE now did the uh, advantage is the same thing as a point. So if I sweep you, it's two points for me. You maybe almost got to my side. One advantage. That's one point. You maybe got my side and maybe was an advantage. We don't know yet, but the referee gives the point. Now I lose because the advantage is one point and the guy score less on me. It's yeah, just, that's, that's it, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It makes no sense for me the way it, it is going, um, which it, it's fine. I'm still going to give it a shot at Worlds. I'm still going to go against where, my... But is that the world uh, we're growing up in now, like when you have... Um, you know that saying awarding everyone a medal just for participating is that is that you know part of it that they're doing this oh yeah it's like oh but people are gonna get mad if you do this i say i don't care man. <laughs> like i i like oh like like advantages are supposed to help now they're actually more valuable than the help yeah like you know what i mean like what it is really attacking i don't think going for sweep is an attack i don't think that that's an a that's an attempt Attempting a sweep, it's nothing. In my perspective, you can, you can be punched in the face. Okay, if you put it in that perspective. Yeah. So, oh, but it's a sport. Well, yeah, but now the sport became, a, I, ca- I call it janitorial because it's all about sweeping. You know what I mean? It's a lot of cleaners. <laughs> you, know, that kar- you know, Karate Kid movie yes. is what Jiu Jitsu is today. Hey, Mr. Miyagi, can you teach me how to sweep? <laughs> yes, Daniel son. That's what Jiu Jitsu has become. <laughs> oh, I love it. That, like, you know what I mean? Like, 
all right. And people say, oh, I don't like to mount because I don't, I don't know how to mount. Hello, but he knows like a hundred lapel stuff. Like, really? You can't skate mount. You can't skate like, it, it's amazing, you know, like the other perspective, you know, going from the top to the, to the back. Yeah. Totally, totally fine for me. Um, but no one how to skate stuff. Yeah, sure. That's how I see. And that's when you see Gordon Ryan smashing everybody because nobody can skate his stuff. Yep. But they're but they're developing the I don't know, I was gonna say something very bad, but you know, whatever no, guard they, they they believe they, they do it, you know, they still he's still a kid. I can't be I can't be cussing. Yeah. So um, <laughs> No, he's not a kid, he's now, he's almost twenty. How old are you now? Well, almost twenty. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were okay. like, I was like, oh, 17. I didn't know wanna, yeah, but anyway, we don't know which students of yours are going to watch this. So it's just like, oh, this new guard, this new this. You know, the jiu-jitsu I like the most now is Adam Mozinski. I love the guy's jiu-jitsu. It's open. He, you know, sweeps and stuff. He just needs to get his defense better. That's all. You know what I mean? I like Marigali's game. You know, I don't like his, the size of his gi, but I like his game. <laughs> and that's all. Yep. You know what I mean? I like low because low is crazy. He, he goes for it. He he doesn't tap anyone, but he's awesome to watch. You know what I mean? But some guys, man, it's like, oh my god, dude! Like, and and if you look at them, every single one of them once they get in that bad position, they die. Yep, they die. Uh, an example is uh, the Bushesh and Harder fight. Sean, do you watch what the thing about the fight? Well, I think Bushesh has a better odd to win, but if Harder gets him in, in a position, could be a problem. One position. Yep. And that was over. Mm-hmm. Gordon Ryan, same thing. The guy did not lose one position in the whole ADCC. Everyone he got advantage on, he finished. Yeah. I think the only one he didn't get advantage on was like either Lucas or Bushesha. Everybody else, he got a good position, he finished. Yep. You know what I mean? And I learned that uh, I was a brown belt. I remember that mentality of like, once you get something, you finish. And you make sure when they get you, you escape. Yeah. That's always been my, 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 my mantra, right? So I remember I beat this guy 26 to 2, right? 26 to 2. Uh, brown belt, quarterfinals, worlds. And I go out and I'm like, yeah, you know, 26. I'm like feeling so amazed that I did 26 points. And my brother, you know, he gets very like, introspect before tournaments and i'm like hey so did you see that 26 points and he's like great you just showed me you can lose every single position in jiu-jitsu and then he just turns around and puts his single i was like <laughs> what the fuck is this guy man i just beat the guy 26 to 2 and he's telling me that i can lose every single position in jiu-jitsu and i'm like well i took the guys back three times i mounted him three times and i couldn't finish him yeah. that's when i clicked it i was like all right so if you look at my fights, I don't score at more than seven points. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and that's right. Sometimes when I see fights like 14 to 12, I'm like, holy shit, man. 14 <laughs> to 12. It's like it's like a very odd score for me. Yeah. Um, going back on what you were saying, um, with like double guard pulls and how the points work these days, do you think um, there should be more points awarded for like takedowns? So like instead of two points... Three points to encourage no, more. No, no, I think I think if they take away advantage, uh-huh. uh, and if they make fifty-fifty whatever in the fifty, a time a time release position. Yep. And if you actually sweep from fifty, you have to get out of it to get score score points. That's cool. Yeah. I think if you do that, it's easy. Yeah. Double guard pull, 
you gotta you gotta finish both. Someone yes. gotta get up. You get up, fight going on, great. You did your job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um maybe you could keep advantage. I wouldn't say that advantage is a bad, bad thing. Uh it's just very subjective the way the guys score advantages. Um but I think like okay, double got pull uh is only negative if the guy don't come up. Yeah. And you you kick you kick you kick both out. If you put on 50 and you sweep, you only get score if you get out of it. Yeah. That, that's it. I think that saves a lot. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm not being crazy about it. Uh, or maybe you got to say, all right, you put on the 50, you have 45 seconds to work. Or whatever. You know what I mean? If you put on it, get a stalling. Yeah. You put yourself in there. Now there's like 50, 50 lapel. Peraí, man. Come on. 50, 50 lapel. Okay. You go, we score the points, and the guys don't let go of the grip. I got, they stay um, there. In Pan Americans last year, I got stuck in 50-50 lapel, and, I, and the guy held me there for um, six minutes, and he won by advantage. I couldn't get out. Ah, ah, see? Yeah. But like, I say, oh, you got to get out. I'm like, come on, man. The guy put me in this. Like, <laughs> yeah. what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Like, uh, it's a joke that I make. You know what I mean? Those guys, they do like CrossFit. Uh, okay, the only kind of like, you know, not so Raider PG thing I want to say. <laughs> These guys train so hard, so hard. They spend so much money in supplements. They like post all of these workouts, like how they can squat like 500 pounds. And their idea of combat is put their balls near someone else's ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's their idea of fighting? No, <laughs> not even, you know, like, it's even worse. I'm not just balls to balls, but now I put a, a wrap around and now I can keep my balls in the shape. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and, 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 and you don't change because you're afraid people are going to not like it. I say, what about the people watching it? What about yeah. that old, like, very like conservative Republican guy that wants to see some fights. Like, hey man, what are what's those guys like? Just, like, you know, boss balls there. <laughs> For me, it's a sexual position. You know, it's good to be the girlfriend. It's awesome. You know, scissoring and stuff like this is not like I'm sorry, like if any woman feel a little. Uh, threatened by it, but there's a name for like this thing, scissoring. <laughs> you can cut that off, okay? You can cut that no, off. That, I love that. No, stay with us. I don't want to be like, you know, all the all the community like, oh, Sean is talking all this stuff. But which I, which which is like, come on, man, it's a fight. Yeah, like, let's yeah. get closer to a fight. It's a serious sport. MMA is a sport. You know what I mean? You can't have the butt, which I learned jujitsu. When we did uh when we did uh when we did like slap fight, you could mild headbutt. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you could mild uh, elbow the, the the body, you know what I mean? And that's how I grow up. And now I go into a oh you don't know La Pella fifty? I'm like, well, I know in a different way, but it's all good. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, you wanna do it, do it. It's amazing, man. You go, you go underneath. Like you put it in, you get out, and then you do all the beauty bowl stuff. Amazing, but man, get out of it. Yeah. Or we find a way to limit that. That's my only. That's my only thing. 
I don't think there's much to change. Oh, I give more points. I don't think it's, it's useless. Which actually, when I started Jiu-Jitsu, guard pass was two points. Yeah. Knee in the stomach was three. Oh, wow. And you only score a sweep if you actually sweep the guy with the back on the ground. Yeah. Ah, yep. That, 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 that's how was the rules back in the day. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think, I, in my opinion, I told them in many rule meetings. Like they, they call me in a rule meeting. And I say, guys, I don't think I should change anything. Double grapple, disqualify both, no advantage for whoever comes up. And if you go in the 50-50, I'm not even saying to give it a fall, but you only get score points or anything from it if you actually get out of it. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to stay there. Hey, how many world championships do you see that's like, a, you know, the, have you seen the Brazilian guys called Saci Pererere? Is a is a is a is a legend of this guy that like he doesn't have one leg and he hops in, in the oh uh, yeah in the, it's a Brazilian thing. Yeah. How many finals of a world championships you see two guys hopping on one leg? Yeah. Leg hopping. It's leg hopping competition. Yeah. That's, that's what that's what became. You know. I don't want to see that. I want to see someone like bombarding something from, from somebody from the guard. You know, try triangles. Face plants going underneath, X guard, boom, double leg, take it down, sprawl. That's the things I want to see. I don't want to see who, who jumps first on the floor. Yeah, I don't know. It's just my perspective. No, I agree. It's it's uh, it's more exciting seeing that. Like I watched yourself and um, Hodges World Final last night, uh, two thousand and eight, I think it was, mm-hmm. and that was mm-hmm. an exciting match. Like the takedowns, Roger going for judo, you going for your. Yeah, I think you got a couple of takedowns on him in the end. That was exciting. Yeah, Shanji Gurum, yeah. It's, well, it's a stand-up fight, of course. He's, you know, 10 kilos more. I had to play the yeah, play sure. strategy, whatnot. You know what I mean? He didn't pull guard. I said, I'm not going to pull guard on you too, so I'll stay here. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather watch, like, something like, you know, exchanging and some strategy going on, you know. But, of course, back in the day when jiu-jitsu heavyweights were just playing sumo guys, yeah, that was boring. Two guys just had butt each other. But there was stuff going on, you know what I mean? It's not the most like, it's just like, what's gonna happen? You know, yeah. more than actually what what was actually happening. We, we still like had a lot of exchanges. It was a fun fight, you know. Yeah, for sure. For me. Uh, are you limited for time? Uh, I'm okay. It's eight o'clock. I'm good. I still yeah, got cool. some time we'll before keep, dinner. Uh, we'll keep going then because this is good fun. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a talk um, show. It's okay. <laughs> Now, I'm interested to know, they said that you've only been mounted once in your life in competition. That was at uh, Yellow Belt as a kid. Who yeah, is with the, yeah, with the <laughs> gi, with the gi, I got mounted once. I was a Yellow Belt, and I never got mounted after uh, with the gi. Uh, Bushesha kind of yeah, mounted me, no gi, but uh, he was more like in a half mount because as he's mounted me, I, I kind of like got the half guard. So it wasn't really like a legit was was to amount, I guess. Yeah. Um uh, what I mean, they they get the kids to trains? Yeah. <laughs> uh Probably no, he doesn't train anymore. No, <laughs> he doesn't train anymore. Uh he was like super good, heavier than me. Uh at the time, uh, you know, it was like ten like the division was like from ten to thirteen, twelve years old. Yeah. And he was a little heavier, and of course, you know, he, he used to beat me every day anyway, so he just mounted me and 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 I was able to survive. That was that was like it's the first time ever I survived under him. Yeah. So it was cool. 
you know, usually in training, he used to meet me all the time, would piss me off. But I'll say, okay, he's better, he's better, he's better than me anyway, so I'm just going to try to survive. And uh, I was very, very happy that uh, I was actually able to, to not die. You know yeah. what I mean? I was like, yeah, I'm not going to die. And I got my yellow belt. <laughs> no, actually, I think I got my yellow belt at that tournament. Oh, nice. That's what happened. I was a white belt. Ah, cool. <laughs> yeah, good. So I was a white belt last time I got mounted. <laughs> so who do you um, talking about the goats of the sport? Like, there's been a lot of uh, crap going on on social media about who the goat is, who the best is. Um, who do you consider the best? Because looking through your record, like you've beaten all of the best, basically. You've beaten your Hodges, your um, Lucas Lecce's, Brello Esteemers, Lando Lowe. Fahia, Galvao, um, Cyborg, Garcia, all these guys you've beaten. Um, should your name come up more often in the GOAT talk? Um, the only problem that I see is that I had someone toe-to-toe with me, which was Hoxer, Yep. you know, and he did more impressive things, uh, I would say. Like, he made people look like nothing. Yeah. Uh, and we had Jacare, which is more of a showman. You know yes. what I mean? And like I said, I'm I'm not really I'm not really concerned about being considered this and that. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't I don't let that I don't let that really go into my brain. I don't have to go and self-proclaim myself. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? I think I do think Hoger uh, you know, was one of the best for sure. I think um as far as like the way I see jiu-jitsu, I have to put me and Hoxer, um at that group. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, of course, different ways. Uh, the way we made people look on the mat, you know what I mean? Just smashing them yeah, yeah. Uh, and just finishing fights. You know, that's all we did. And I think the biggest thing that overshadowed a little bit was because I was with Hoxer at the time. And then, um, you know, uh, Jacare was a showman, so he's like, oh, Jacare, you know, which I still beat Jacare yep. twice, but they gave him the first fight uh, anyway. And like I said, like, if you're not, you know, if you're not relevant, you know, people go say, oh, whatever. But like I said, I know my value. I'm not going to be the one, oh, I'm the GOAT, I'm this and that. I think yeah. my accomplishment, let's say, uh, you know, I fought Hoxha Gracie eight times, you know, uh, on the Gi, I, I beat him three times. He beat me twice. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dre Galvão, I beat Galvão six times until he was able to beat me. Oh, wow. uh, Braulio is, uh, I, beat, I beat him four times. He beat me three times. Um, two of them was an injury, but he's what it is. Yeah. Uh, I, made, I made fun of him. Uh, the only guy that I couldn't beat was, was Pena, you know what I mean? But Pena, I beat him for 90% of the time. So every time we fight, I beat him until the last minute. And he was there and beat me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, like I said, if maybe less worlds, I would have played a little more strategy. Uh, I could have, you know, I don't even know what I fucking did. Tried to go his leg, but it is what it is. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't go into that. Yeah, gold thing. I think it's different. I think uh, I know my value, and I think um, I don't need this. I don't need people tell me I'm the gold. Yeah. Um, you know, I know my value as a person. Uh, I know that no one ever did what I did, which is being on the top of the game for so long. For sure. Um, like I said, I don't get smashed. I don't get mounted. I don't get run over. 
I don't I don't I don't get thrown like a bitch, but put put all these people there. Everyone got smashed and and and, and treated like a bitch on, on a mat. I never, you know what I mean. The only guy that did something similar was Rodolfo. You know what I mean. He took my back and he sprawled me um, from the back. That was the worst thing that actually ever happened against me in a competition. You know what I mean. It was Rodolfo? You know he took my back and he sprawled me and then I turned over and I escaped. That was the worst thing that ever happened to me in a competition. Yeah. If I if I have to put that way, of course being being choked by Marcelo wasn't fun, uh, and Hodger in the same weekend, which was Nogi, if yeah. you put it that way, you know. And also, you know, I don't I don't change I don't follow I don't I I fought in every single rule set. Um, I'm the I probably have the most fight the world as anyone else. Yeah. I have the most fights at DCC as anyone else. Uh, for the numbers of fights that I have, I have a really high percentage of submission against the best guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I've mounted, I've mounted Galvão, I've mounted Braulio, I've mounted Romulo, I've choked Cyborg five times. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Name it. You know what I mean? I've smashed everyone, you know, yeah, more than exactly. once at least. So, but like I said, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna let this, this really, you know, oh, you should be going there. I don't really mind, you know, but like I said, I think the reason I don't get more credit is because I was growing up in a time where Horsher was there. Yeah. You know, he had all this media and of course he did what he did, but he always struggled to fight me. Yeah. And then he ended up winning more worlds. Uh, and then Jacare was a showman. So, and then Marcelo came in like the phenom Marcelo. So a lot of those things happened when the media was like, you know, being very vocal about it. Yeah. Again, I don't care. I'm, I'm there. I'm going to come back next year and I'm going to win again. And then we're going to figure it out what people have to say about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You um certainly wear the black dress the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> um, out of all those fights, um, I know you spoke about um, Adolfo taking your back and things like that. Who do you reckon was your toughest fight out of everything? Do you have like a specific one you think you can think back to? Uh, toughest fight i think uh the toughest fight was uh with Horsher in 05 uh-huh. uh adcc yeah uh, of course fighting him, but it's just because what happened you know he was passing my guard and i pop a triangle on him yep and uh and i should just have squeezed you know like i was so stupid you know i, I put it in and i tried to fix it yep. when i tried to fix he stepped over and then i got a little frustrated and then went to overtime and then i don't know why in the hell i tried to like lock him <laughs> and then he took my back and then finished me that was like the toughest one like the toughest loss yeah. uh, I think if, if at that tournament I would have tapped him I yeah. think that could have changed a lot and the whole goat thing yeah. you know I think that that, that, that that could have changed a lot but, it, but then maybe if I have beat that in there I wouldn't have beat him in 2006 yeah. so we don't know you know what I mean but I think that fight was like a little bitter for me because I was in super good shape yeah. Um, you know, I I got a triangle, man, was full on. I should have just, you know, squeezed the fuck out of it. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I tried to like, you know, let's make it perfect, you know, put his arm this way. But as soon as I, you know, threw his arm around, he stepped over and I was he, he was out. Yeah. And then I went downhill after that, you know. I ended up still taking third uh the division. And then uh we went for the absolute and he ended up beating me again. Yeah. Uh again shitty strategy I did um, you know he catch me again uh, and then I end up losing to Marcelo so I think that's the worst pretty much the worst weekend of my whole jiu-jitsu <laughs> existence you know what I mean I don't think I have ever tapped 
more than once in two days. Yeah. Uh, I mean, usually I tap once one day and then uh, maybe another week someone catches me, but being being strangled three times in two days, that, that really like made me like, what the fuck am I doing? You know yeah. what I mean? No doubt. And then I came back and in the same year I won the World Cup, you know, with an absolute and then I, and I took sack on the Worlds. I lost Roger. That's when the last time he passed my guard. Yeah. And then I ended up winning in 2006, and I went 2007, I won 2008, and ended up, you know, finished my, my last Worlds at 2015. So I think that that, that weekend was the, the, the worst. That was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah sounds rough. Um, your uh, logo design, the Six Blades, where does that come from? Um, it's just the things that, ha that it, it doesn't come from anywhere, but just comes at you, you know. Uh, yep. We had a friend of our, ours. Um, the first logo was an SR, you know, how you put the letters together, a salary bureau. Yes. So, um, we don't really know where it came from, but, uh, I think it maybe it comes from a Japanese perspective yeah. of the, of the flower and stuff like that. Some people call like the, the, the windmills, some people call it flowers, you know, so like every logo, you know, back in the day, we didn't really have anything for it. You know, yeah. nowadays you have like designers, you have a meaning for it. So it came in and we're like, wow, this is, this is awesome. You know, like I liked it, you know, it's cool. It's like a, it's like a, a windmill and then we kept playing with it and okay, let's settle. How'd you like it? So I like it because, you know, it can be alone in a shirt. It's not really a letter because back in the day it was, every logo was a letter. Yeah. You know, and I say, oh, it's cool. It's, it's blah, blah, blah the spirit and is where it coming from the guys well i think i found it the guy said oh i found, I found it in a japanese magazine la, 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 la. and then it go on from that and i said well yeah you know what's the re represents and we're just like well spirit of the samurai and then kind of sticked you know and i don't really remember when the whole like like wording came in yeah. but uh was an idea coming from the bushido you know like the the, the seven uh, values of, uh, of of Bushido, you know, yep. and then we go like, all right, you know, let's let's make something for us. And of course, number one's family because you know it's me and my brother, so yep. the number one should be family. And then of course we respect each other, we honor our name and our world. We have loyalty for our principles. We keep a positive, you know, attitude through life. And of course, all the, for all of that to happen, you have to have discipline. Yeah. to do what's right every day so that's 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 where i'm coming from again was something that you know nowadays if you make a logo you actually think about it and then you make it you know we yeah. pretty much we liked what we saw we didn't know what it was and kind of like chooses it kind of chooses more than we, cho we choose the yeah. logo and, yeah. and that's where i'm coming from so and also was something that uh we took out from master elio because elio gracie now everyone worries about what a blue belt should know uh, we're more worried about what what type of values a blue belt should have yeah. versus does he know an arm lock, you know what I mean? So for me, the most beautiful arm lock in the world is the person that respects one another, you know what I mean? And have yeah. the, the good attitude to to carry life. And uh, and that's where it all comes from, you know, we needed something that would bond us, that would, you know, have a little, you know, something that it's not just a technique, you know, it's just a way to, you know, to carry yourself through life. And then uh, that's where the six blades came around. But wasn't six blades until our, until we moved to California. Uh, we called that like the, 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 the pinwheel, like there was names, but we never really have a name until someone, uh, you know, when the Instagram era comes, oh, you know, this, 
these are the blades, you know. So what do you mean the blades? And I like that we we, we brainstorm and they okay, they're the six blades, and then kind of stick with that. So yeah, no, cool. six blades. Yeah, super cool. Um, we're almost done. We've just got a couple more questions to hit you with. We've got a couple of what we call our fast five, which is just quick ones and then one more after that. So we'll start with these. Favorite sure, no worries. Huh? Favorite submission. Uh cross choke from out. Nice. Favorite, do you have a favorite movie? Movie? Yeah. Uh, man, I gotta say either Forrest Gump or E.T. I love Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite movie. Classic, yeah, classic. Uh, gay or no gay? Uh, well, I think both. I think jujitsu. Yep. Yep. Nice answer. I gotta say jujitsu, <laughs> yeah. Favorite food? Uh, meat. I like picanha for sure. I love, I love meat. Sushi. Yep. I don't know, food. I don't know food. I, I don't think I can say I have a favorite. I guess the the, the palate comes from the coming from the mood. Yeah. Uh, but definitely a nice steak. Yeah. Yes. It's my to go. Do you have a favorite drink? Uh, well, I stopped drinking six months ago, but uh, I used to be wine. I really liked wine. I'm gonna come back. I'm just I'm just renouncing. It can be not even alcohol. Any drink. Uh, hot chocolate, like. Chocolate milk. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, nowadays is uh, sparkling water. I really like sparkling water. Lime is sparkling water. That's yeah, nice. everywhere now. So our last question that we finish up with is, uh, tell us something people would be surprised to know about John J. Ribeiro. Whoa. <laughs> be surprised about Sean J. Ribeiro. I don't know, man. I'm pretty open. Like, I don't know. Be surprised about it. I don't know that he's actually the goat. Nobody says it. it is. <laughs> uh, 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 I don't know, man. Like, uh, I don't think my, my, my life is such an open, an open, you know, uh, they don't know about Shundi Ribeiro. I do crazy drawings when I develop my techniques. Oh, yeah. That could be something. Yeah. Let me show you one. You wear a black dress in your spare time with yourself in the No. No, but I love when, when they do. <laughs> love to play 50-50 when no one's watching. Uh, that's, you should ask her now. <laughs> uh, okay. This is something I got to bring to a physician or some, not physician, but a physicist. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. I do drawings like this to develop techniques. Oh wow! Oh, well. That's crazy. Uh, okay, the okay. Do you know where I developed the diamond concept from? Where? No. I think the first the first time I ever shown this to somebody. Oh. This. Oh wow. That's my mind when my mind comes to the game, and I'm gonna <laughs> show you a simple one. Okay. Okay. So interesting. Yeah, I. I I like to play with words, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, like, you know, even like where jiu-jitsu comes from, you know what I mean? Like play with like, you know, the balance, you know, be balanced in life and, and, and be able to, to have a little bit of each, you know? So the same thing like yin-yang, balance in life. Yeah. And, you know, strength and like, the thing is like, there's no, there's no, uh, like the, like the virus, you know what I mean? That the thing what they say, like the venom is not a venom, but the poison, like the quantity, quantity of the poison, right? There's a yeah. saying about that. Yeah. Uh, so this is when I'm passing someone's guard. 
Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. So, so this is like the red zone. See the red zone? Can you read the red zone? Yep. 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 So that's the neck, that's the armpit, that's the center of the heart. Uh -huh. And I talk about like energy and I talk about, okay, this is, should be simple. So this is pretty much where I develop the shield. Okay, that's the shield. So, yep. Okay, I'm going to teach what's going on here. So that's my knee. Yep. That's the sternum. That's my foot. That's your hip. That's my thigh. So that's a shield. Yep. Yep. And that's a frame. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's how it goes. Which came from a basic perspective of like self-defense. Yep. Okay, that's a... So can you see this one? Punch range. Yep. Yep. So this, this is like the person on the top of me, and that's my foot on the hip, my knee on the chest, yep. my hip going up and down, keeping that distance. Yep. And that's the double block. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's what. Uh, that's awesome. That's, thanks, for, thanks for sharing it. Yeah, I know. And then I do things like, you know, and I talk about philosophy, you know, the, 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 the limits of, you know, flexibility, agility versus, you know, the mind, where the mind comes in, the energy comes in. And yep. I don't know, just little studies that I do. Actually, this is a side control. That's me yeah. teaching you how to keep a side control. Yeah. <laughs> well. That's so awesome. You know, yeah, again, I just, I maybe I need to like, you know, bring to someone that knows how to. And then I do like, uh, and then I, sometimes I play with like, you know, like things like, you know, the yin yang, you know, like, uh, like, like good, bad, evil, good, yeah. uh, uh, passion, rational, you know, things like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Calculus, instinct, uh, technique, power. So I do like mathematics or who wins. Yeah, wow. I don't know. It's just, I guess, it's just like philosophy and theology on it. Uh -huh. So I guess if there's something that no one knows, it's this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. With us. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, one day I'll, one day I'll find something interesting to to go, to do with it. You know. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I I really like to, to to teaching concept concepts more than technique. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, now that I'm growing as a yogi and, and as a movement. Uh, especially as I think it's even developed more like brain connections in my, in my head. So that's going to yeah. help. And yeah. hopefully, hopefully next year at this time, I'll be ready to, to go for the eight and call it a day. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, we hope so. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully we'll be there. I'll give my best. I'll give my best. I'll give my best. Yep. You know, we'll see if they don't hold my lapels and my sleeves too much. I, I still got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Alrighty, well, we better uh, let you go. We um, just wanted to thank you for spending, geez, what was it, an hour and a half with us, basically? Which yeah, was, about uh, our 20 minutes, yeah. Yeah, so that was fantastic. We uh, appreciate it. It's thank an honor, the stuff you shared with uh, us. And um, like I say, you thank got, you guys. You've, you've been an idol of ours for since we started jujitsu, and it's yep. um, amazing to have a chat to you. And hopefully, uh, I've got a gym in a country town in Australia, so hopefully next time you're out in Australia. Where, where is country to... town? Where is, where is it? What, in Mildura. Where should, I, where should I fly to? Melbourne. Melbourne. Oh, Melbourne, and then drive. How long yeah. is the drive? Drive or you can fly. Like okay. Five and a half hour drive. Five and a half hour drive. Hour on the plane. Hour flight. <laughs> okay. Is that, is that a cool drive? Pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to fly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fly there if you come. 
But yeah, yeah we'd love cool, to have you cool, there. Yeah. Family new gym and please uh, anything, man. I have no, I have no problem flying. I have no problem staying in the car. Um, you know, like like I said, I travel the whole world. If I tell you so many shit that I did to teach jujitsu, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. I even taught jujitsu one time in an academy. I didn't think that you need you need mats for the to class. I'm like, all right, and I'm teaching a, a jujitsu class on, on on the floor, but it's okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, man. Like uh, I don't, I don't like me. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't achieve everything that I did to to stay home. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Of course, it's my value as far as my profession and stuff. But you know, um, I don't, I don't measure efforts to to come to places you know what i mean so yeah. if there's a there's a mat there's a fresh water and there's a gi i'm there you know i don't 100%. i don't i don't i don't hold back my knowledge i don't hold back my understanding of jiu-jitsu you know what i mean um i am who i am yeah. i'm not gonna put a mask and like hey i'm this perfect guy you know it's 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 uh, for me is the journey to, to attain that this is the fun part you know of course yeah. i come here sometimes i may talk something that's maybe you know me rated r and, and out of the ordinary but uh i don't mean you know to disrespect anyone yeah. um you know i respect everyone's opinion um you know for me if if if, if I, I get a chance to come and talk to you guys especially being a family and and, and be someone your kid looks after to for sure uh i'll make my best effort to to one day be able to visit you guys and and spend some time for sure. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, really appreciate it. And uh, thanks very much. And yeah. I like your and I like your haircut too. I I, I love yours too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you very much, John. I really appreciate it. And um, uh, thank you guys. Hopefully, the gym's back to normal soon, and we can all train. Yeah, that's it. Cool, brother. Thank you so much. Appreciate. Thank it. you. Thank you. Have a good night. Ciao.